Hello and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, money, and business topics. I'm Braden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, you are in the right place. But before we fully dive in, here is a quick word from my sponsors. This episode is brought to you by my new upcoming totally free live masterclass titled the most common legal and tax mistakes at each stage of business and how you can avoid them. On this masterclass, you'll learn whether it's time for you to go from a sole proprietorship to an LLC or from an LLC to an S Corp, or if you have an S Corp, how you can make sure that you're running it correctly. You will also learn how to get more profitable in a snap and put your taxes on autopilot, as well as how to make sure you're owning the CEO role in your business and managing the growth of your business without the fear that IRS hate mail or nasty lawsuits are gonna come your way. Also, at the end of the class, you'll officially be invited to join the spring 2021 class of Unfuck Your Biz. There will be a special bonus available only to those that attend the masterclass. So if you're curious about the program or know that you need to get a head start on avoiding these legal and tax mistakes we're going to talk about, join us at www.unfuckyourbiz.com where you can register. See you there. Well, hello there and welcome back to the Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden. And on today's episode, I am talking about managing the mailbox panic. So you maybe figured out from the name what this is, but you know, just for a little highlight, I refer to the mailbox panic as that, you know, that little kind of uh, peak of anxiety that we get before we check our mail. Some of you may not have this, some of you may relate, but typically I find that this is pretty common with people who have debt. So if any of you have had debt like me, you understand. You're like checking the mailbox, like what bill is in here? What late payment do I have to deal with? Is there any IRS hate mail lingering for me? What is in this mailbox? And usually that would result in people procrastinating checking their mail. So you're doing it like every two weeks instead of every day. And then you have a whole pile of shit to deal with. So I want to talk a little bit about that, but more specifically, we're going to dig into... Like fraud, like fraudulent mail is, I guess, the best way to put it. I guess this, I don't know if I would call it fraud because fraud is a loaded legal term, but definitely spammy mail. So like scammy and spammy mail, and then how you can kind of manage your mailbox a little bit better just by having some more knowledge on what is headed your way with regard to your business documents. So. I'm going to read you a little excerpt from my Unfuck Your Biz course textbook. Uh, If you're a student of mine, this is page 322. So I write, after forming the LLC, you'll inevitably get spam mail. The letters and notices usually look official and come from private companies scaring you into giving them money. A good rule of thumb, if it's not mentioned inside the course, Unfuck Your Biz, you probably don't need it. However, every state does have different requirements. So still be diligent in your research. One popular scam are those pesky employment posters. Have you ever had a job with an on-site break room? They always have those state posters that have all the overtime and meal break rules. Most states require employers to post those. There are specific requirements depending on whether you have employees and maintain a work location for them, 
private companies send new LLC owners letters about these posters after the LLC gets approved. The companies always have official sounding names, so they sound like a government agency. They'll sell you the posters for $100 or more under the guise that you must have them when you may actually not need them. And if you do, you could buy the posters elsewhere for a fraction of the cost. This is just one example. There are many other sketchy letters that may trickle into your mailbox. So to do some brainstorming and see what other types of letters people have received in the past, received recently, I actually posted about this in our Facebook group, Braden's Besties. If you haven't joined, go join. It's really fun. I do Q&As every week. But I put this post and I asked, I said, tell me if you've ever gotten any spam mail for your business, like after forming your LLC. That's when they typically come. And tell me like if you found out that something you thought was spam was actually real. And so I'm just going to read you some of the responses because I think this provides some good examples of what we're talking about today. So Allie, hi Allie, if you're listening, Allie said, I've received hard copy mail of papers that make it look like you need to purchase something called a certificate of good standing, which was completely bogus and nothing I'd heard of before. Um, so I asked Allie if she immediately knew it was spam and she said she didn't, but she got similar things in the past and she'd kind of realized, you know, that these spam mail, spam items of mail end up in the inbox. So um, she was talking to it about her husband and they decided it was probably spam and they went and like Googled it just to make sure. Then uh, Lori said, yes, I get a lot of sales pitches for business services, um, but also I got the bogus certificate that Allie that Al mentioned as well. Um, I, she said she also got some letters for filing required annual reports or something like that, which she determined was not an actual requirement in Ohio. So the annual report thing, I told her, like I shared, that that's something you really wanna check on because in some states you actually do have an annual report required filing for your LLC. In California, we call it a statement of information, same concept, different name, but this is why you have to be careful because something that's actually required in one state may not be required in another state, but then spam companies are gonna to try to tell you that it's required and have you pay them to do it, which is not good. Brandy said, yes, so much spam and having to look at each one to see if it's real and if I should pay attention to it or not is so much wasted time. Yes, totally agree. I asked Brandy, I said, how do you usually figure out if something is spam or legit? And Brandy shared research, wording, location, email address. These are all fantastic tips. This is why I share with people, you should know all of the responsible like agencies in your state. So like in California, for example, the CDTFA, which stands for California Department of Tax and Fee Administration is responsible for sales tax. It used to be called the BOE or Board of Equalization. The California Franchise Tax Board is who deals with income tax. And then you have, you know, like the EDD. I always forget what EDD stands for. Probably it's employee or employment something probably because I don't really work in employment law. So you have the EDD who's in charge of like hiring and employees and all that kind of stuff. And then your local county and your local city. So you should at least know what those kind of names are in your state. So that if, if you get any mail from something that's not one of those agencies, 
then you can question it with a higher degree of uncertainty or maybe certainty that it's not real. Brandy also said, uh, I also have a bit of knowledge knowing what is and isn't needed here in my state. And she shared, I will admit that I fell for the whole legal, legal Zoom thing with my first formation. So I'm much more discerning with this type of nonsense. So I would say I don't want to lump legal Zoom into this um, into this category. They're a valid business. And I'm also not saying that a lot of these companies are not valid businesses. Like the poster thing, it's not that, I don't know if I would call it a scam. I would say that it's maybe just deceitful if we could differentiate between that. Like they're not, like I don't think you, I don't think you would be able to sue them. Like I don't think you would be able to sue them and say these people frauded me. It's just no, they're sending you a letter that makes it seem much more official than it is. And they're charging you a lot more money for a thing that you could get cheaper elsewhere, right? It's kind of like the EIN. So with Brandy, she's talking about LegalZoom. I've complained about them in the past and how I think that in some cases, business owners do themselves a disservice by using them. But it's not because LegalZoom is like doing anything inherently wrong. It's that they're charging for stuff that's super easy for you to do on your own. Um, and it costs, in my opinion, a lot more than it should when you can do some of these things for free, like on your state websites, for example. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth shared, uh, Elizabeth shared, yes, I think I received a letter asking me to pay for federal and state labor law posters. So same thing we were talking about a moment ago. That's the one I see all the time. Deandra said that uh, she received some spam, but not through physical mail. So that was interesting. I'm assuming through email. And we had a few others as well. So, oh, yeah. Gabby said that she got a lot of this when they bought their house. So not necessarily business related, but I could see that for sure. Really, it's a lot of these companies are going to track certain filings. So for the LLC stuff, um, like I could probably do this if I wanted to. I Maybe we all could is to go and just like look up LLCs that have formed in the past week because that is publicly searchable. And I'm sure that they probably have some like automated system to do this and then they, they like trigger, trigger out their mailers. That's probably how it works. So I wanted to share all of those just to let you know that this is very, very common. So when you are checking your mailbox for all of the business letters, it's if, it, if it's addressed to your business and has an official sounding name, don't just assume that it's something that you have to do. You should question it, right? Your starting point for this to really manage your mailbox and to know when all your compliance tasks are going to do be due is to understand what all your requirements are. And I call this in my course, I teach something called the small business blueprint. So your blueprint is every step that you need to do, all the licenses you need to get, all this kind of stuff. So for many of us, that's going to include something like getting a seller's permit if we are subject to sales tax. This includes potentially getting a registered agent and dealing with mail from them. We need to file our articles of organization for our LLC, get an EIN, a business license or tax certificate, depending on your city, a fictitious business licenses, one or potentially more of those. And the list kind of goes on. And it's going to be dependent, obviously, based on your state, your industry, all that kind of stuff. So you want to have a checklist of all these things that you need to do. And then what I have my students do inside of my program is we go through the business blueprint. You look at all of the potential things you need to do. 
you check if see if you actually need to do them and then you do some independent research to figure out if there's anything missing from the business blueprint that i provide that you may need to do for yourself after that then you go do the things so figure out what you need to do do the thing and then the third step is i have each of my students create what we call a compliance calendar and that's super simple it's really just uh, it could be like a one page sheet you know where you we have like a year at a glance kind of a thing with a box for each month and we just write in there like july 14th uh renew business license august 12th file article sorry file your articles of organization you only do once but file your statement of information or your annual report so that way you're writing down your compliance tasks and there's hopefully less mailbox panic then because you know what is coming your way. And of course, if you're then doing everything on time, you don't have to worry so much about that quote unquote hate mail rolling in. Or if it does, you know that it's either bogus or something that you've already taken care of. I've talked about on episodes in the past, how sometimes we can get IRS mail that tells us we owe, owe a certain amount because we didn't file something correctly. But oftentimes that might just be we filed something on the wrong box when we filed our tax return. And it's a correction that we need to make, but it might not actually mean that we owe more in taxes. So sometimes it's a much easier fix than we really realize. The last thing I wanna leave you with here is that at the end of the day, you have to be the CEO of your own business. You need to step into the CEO role. This is something I like to discuss a lot with my students uh, and here on the podcast. At the end of the day, you can't expect anyone else to manage your mailbox for you. Like sure you can have a CPA, sure you can have an attorney, but it's very, very rare that we find someone who's on top of things enough that they are maintaining that compliance calendar for you. I'm sure there are people out there who do that. I don't know a lot though, um, because it's just usually not part of people's business models. But even if they do, you still need to kind of be auditing that. You need to have a close eye on it to make sure that the reports you need to file are actually filed on time. The renewals are done, all that kind of stuff. So even if you plan to hire this stuff out, you need to know what your requirements are, when they're due, when the renewals are due, all that sort of stuff. So let me know if you're not a member of the Facebook group already, go join and leave us a post in there if you relate to this topic, managing your mailbox panic, or if you've had any of this type of spam mail, let us know. If you ever get spam mail or just mail and you're not sure if it's spam, you can also post in the group and ask us. Post a photo. Uh, other people may have received the same thing, may have already researched it. It will help us all out. Also, don't forget, we have our master class coming up now in, uh, let me see, I'm looking at my calendar. Is it next week? Did it already happen? Let's see. The 27th, okay. Our master class is on the 27th. This podcast episode releases on the 22nd. So. The masterclass is going to be coming up in just a few days, this coming Tuesday. Make sure that you sign up. We would love, love, love to see you. It's going to be totally free. I'm going to be um, diving into more details on S-Corps, how they work, LLCs. Especially, I know that a lot of you that listen are in the wedding industry. A lot of you are not in the wedding industry. That's totally fine. But for all of you wedding pros here in California, 
thank the Lord in the heavens above. We finally have some guidance for weddings for you, which means reopening of weddings. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. So that means that hopefully if you haven't already started getting a lot busier, you're going to be getting busier now. And here's the thing I want to tell you all. A lot of people will tell me, oh, like Brayden, I can't, I can't do all the stuff that you teach right now because I'm not busy and I don't have enough client income coming in. And then four months later, they'll tell me, hey, Brayden, I can't do this right now because I'm too busy. I have too many clients coming in. Hopefully you can see what the problem is with that. I'm going to encourage you <laughs> when in doubt, if you're busy, it means it's time to be focusing on the legal and tax stuff in your business because busyness usually means more money, which means more that you need to be saving for taxes. It means you're signing more contracts, which means it's time to make contract updates. The list goes on. I won't bore you. But for our wedding professionals, now's the time to really focus on this for sure if you did not spend extensive amounts of time doing all of this in the past several months. And for everyone else, I would love for you to come to the masterclass as well. I've been talking to a lot more interior designers, business coaches, uh, course creators, all sorts of people. And I think that we're going to have a really uh, interesting group of people in the masterclass. So hope to see you there. Unfuckyourbiz.com. Go sign up. And I'll see you later. Have a good one. Hey there. Before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.